Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a... Actually, I have a trick question that came from TikTok. Okay. Which I wanted to bring up because we have entered the world of TikTok. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure, I haven't posted anything yet. I don't know about doing that, but you can look us up on there. We're on there, Ghoul's Night Out Podcast. Um, I'm going to see if I can share like they do on Facebook, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to have to ask my 13-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so... You walk to a pasture, and there are 30 cows and 28 chickens. How many didn't? What? You walk up to a pasture, you see 30 cows and 28 chickens. How many didn't? (laughs) How many didn't what? I'm confused. (laughs) What's going on? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the answer is 10. <laughs> There's 30 cows and 20 ate chickens. <laughs> How many didn't? <laughs> 28 chickens. So 20 cows ate chickens? Yes. <laughs> It's kind of like a riddle slash dad joke. That's <laughs> stupid. Like, <laughs> I don't like that one. I thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, okay. So I have... These are tweets about how petty parents can be. The first one, to this day, my family refers to someone who dodges doing dishes as a Kobe. Kobe being a friend of mine who came to tea once 26 years ago... And then after dinner, went to the bathroom and didn't help with the dishes. <laughs> Next one. 19 years later, my mom still asks, is he, the, is he the one who put up his drum set in the basement and got grease all over the carpet? <laughs> 19 years later. Next one. My mom does this, too. The one who threw toilet paper wads at the zoo, the one who asked your dad if he had fruit juice in his pocket, the guy who liked face masks, because she just brings up random things that people have done. Uh, My mom still refers to one of my friends as the one that hates dogs, because 15 years ago, he said in a joking and lighthearted manner, oh no, here he comes when my dog came over to greet him. Oh gosh. (laughs) Anytime I mention two friends in particular, she says, those are the ones who left those prank messages on my phone. And by prank messages, she's referring to my two friends trying to sing One Week by Bare Naked Ladies before the voicemail timer ended. (laughs) (laughs) We had a dog gate in our kitchen that one of our friends broke, and my mom refers to my friend that did it as the one who committed gate gate. The gate is still missing to this day. (laughs) Anyone who eats particularly quickly at my house, my dad calls Marty. Because one time when Marty and a friend of mine came over and ate dinner before any of the rest of the family sat down. (laughs) 
My parents refer to a girl who smashed our jack-o'-lantern when she had to leave as the pumpkin smasher, and it's been over a decade. My dad calling my friends pasta salad for dropping food on the deck during a party, and wretched for leaving band-aids by the pool. He won't refer to them as anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of my sister's friends urinated on top of the toilet, both lids down for some reason, and to this day we all know her as the one who pissed on the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) I have one friend that was sitting on my mom's recliner 20 years ago, and she still refers to him as chair rocker. My mom referred to my college boyfriend as that Todd. I'm sure uh, you can hear the tone. <laughs> to this day, if I talk about a particular high school friend, my mom, my mom and I have to refer to her as the one who ate all of our mints. So she'll remember even though it's been almost nine years. My husband is like that, with, but with parents. I'll mention one of my daughter's childhood friends and he'll say, Oh, the one with the mom that never came and picked her up? (laughs) (laughs) My mother still refers to my oldest girlfriend as that girl who taught you to ruin your eyebrows because she showed me how to use tweezers. It's been 20 plus years. (laughs) Uh, uh, My eldest is 14 and I already do this. Every time she says Alex C, I'm right there with the one who bit you in second grade. (laughs) (laughs) My stepfather still asks one of my friends by going, oh, yeah, how how's Shetty? Because when she came over, her weave was shedding everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends was, and indeed 30 years later, kind of still is to my parents, my dad especially, known as Ruth with the mother, as if other people didn't have mothers. Though, to be fair, hers was particularly memorable. Oh, Ruth with the mother. Mm. I get it. My friend's Korean mom affectionately refers to me as not the pale one, the really pale one. (laughs) (laughs) My friend's mother knows knows me as the boy who didn't return my Tupperware. That happened 32 years ago. (laughs) 15 years ago, I had a friend over and he ate a bunch of chicken wings at dinner. To this day, if you hog the chicken wings around my dad, you're being a Jonah. (laughs) In high school, my dad remembered my friends with alteration or the distance he had to drive me to their homes. So Mary Mono had mono. Loud Lacey is loud. Terrible Terry was scared of my dog. Near Beth, 10 minutes away. And far Beth, 30 plus minutes. (laughs) Near Beth. (laughs) That cracked me up. And my last one. My mom only remembers my childhood friends based on the perceived slights they committed against her 15 years ago. I'll mention a name and she'll just be like, oh, yes, the one with the muddy shoes. (laughs) God, I'm glad I'm not. Oh, me too, man. Like, let it go. All right. This week I did Desert Dwellers and Explorers Share Scariest Things They've Seen Out in the Sands. Ooh, weird. Okay, this is different. Yep. I was camping in New Mexico where coyotes are common, so I knew I was going to see a couple or at least hear them howling in the night. 
Well, I was eating by the campfire and it was getting a little dark and sure enough, I could hear the barking and howling of a coyote. I paid no mind. I didn't think a coyote would come near a campfire. Still, I realized that it was only one dog I was hearing, which is weird because coyotes are pack animals for the most part. Anyway, I was about to go to bed later when I started hearing footsteps that sounded like a dog and they were getting closer. I was not really in the mood to have this thing eating all my food, so I got my 357 loaded. Is that how you say that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, with snake shot for rattlers and weirdos alike, and I just fired around into the ground until I heard something run off. At this point, I was tired and had some more hiking to do in the morning, so I turned in. I woke up a couple more times at night and heard something walking around my tent and campsite. I wasn't really scared of this because, like I said, I have a 357, and most dogs aren't going to try and get into a tent. It eventually walked off about 15, after about 15 minutes, so I went back to bed. But when I woke up and looked outside, it left human footprints. Oh my god, what? <laughs> Ooh, that's creepy. Creepy! <laughs> I build off-road rigs, jeeps that we take to Moab, Utah, twice a year. A buddy and I went wheeling one night towards this trail called High Dive. Mind you, he's on crutches with a broken foot. It's 3 a.m., we are by ourselves, and I flipped the Jeep. Oh, no. We smashed our radio antenna, and unfortunately, the hood caved in due to the wreck and cracked our battery. No phone service. Jeep is dead in the water. I decide to start walking back to the nearest road by myself. Pitch black and phone is on 6%. Mm. Within a mile of the walk, I hear shit. Something is running around me. I see light bars off in the distance, so I start jogging towards it. Every 30 seconds to a minute, I hear it again. I cannot tell for the life of me what it is. I finally make it to the road and start hauling ass at this point. A Suburban pulls up with some locals in it. I tell them the situation and I hop in and we start going towards my Jeep. We turn on the dirt road that leads to the trailhead and lo and behold what's 50 to 60 feet in front of the car huge mountain lion Ooh. this fucker has been sizing me up the whole three mile walk i'm oh getting goosebumps just typing this shit yeah <laughs> that is creepy i would honestly say it was what i call to this day the mirage man I was somewhere in the California desert where my friend's car stopped working. Neither of us had smartphones, and even then, there was no guarantee we would have had a signal. My friend wanted to walk. I said it was a really bad idea. He insisted, and I really didn't want to be left alone for who knew how long without water. So we started to walk, and every so often, we'd look back in case a car went by. It was perhaps after only an hour we noticed someone off in the distance who appeared to be following us. Friend asked me if we should turn around. I thought this was too strange. We were in the desert while the sun was up, basically in the middle of nowhere. Why would someone else be walking? My friend wasn't entirely convinced and suggested the person might also have stuck have a stuck car and we and be walking in to tow. I pointed out that we had been walking for an hour and this was the first we had seen of him. It was too monumental of a coincidence that someone could have parked a car on the side of the road and caught up to us this fast. Long story short, we kept walking, but that figure is closing in the distance. We were getting genuinely creeped out. We quickened up our pace as much as we dared in the heat, and with every glance back, the man was getting closer and closer. 
not exponentially so, but noticeably. We found a truck stop not far off and moved just shy of a jog to sit down and get water from the vending machines. My friend kept watching and pointed out the man who is now holding steady and not getting any further away or closer. My friend asked the driver for a ride after calling his motor club to bail him out. Our eyes were on the man still there. We got the gas and kept our eyes on the man in the distance. The driver didn't see him. The closer we got to the dead car now, the further the man seemed to be. We made it to the car with our, per with our pursuer nowhere to be seen. Never saw him again. My friend thinks that was death itself, and had we not gotten to the truck stop then, it would have gotten us. Holy shit. That's weird. Huh. Huh. Mom, Grandpa, and Toddler Me were driving through rural West Texas at dusk. Mom noticed the road looked like it was moving, and something was crunching under the tires. She asked Grandpa what it was. He told her she didn't want to know. She insisted and turned on the brights to reveal it was a tarantula migration. <gasps> oh my gosh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. Oh my gosh. The road was moving. No. Oh my gosh, gross. <laughs> I was at a training facility in southwest New Mexico around 8 p.m., running the perimeter of the base in the middle of winter. The whole night, I get an odd sense of bad juju in the air that slowly builds. Everybody else had called it quits for the night. I'm about a quarter of the way done with the second lap when I see movement about 100 to 200 meters in front of me. It's damn near pitch black. You can see the stars bright as hell, but you can barely see where you're supposed to run. I stop and shine my flashlight. Just a dude standing there in jeans and a red hoodie, hood up, facing away from me, doesn't react to the light, big red flag. <laughs> Just about everybody on this facility has a huge sense of awareness and would turn to face the light or at least look at the asshat who's running in the dark. I call out that I'm so sorry and didn't mean to flash him like that. No response, but I tried to blame it on my earbuds. I run past him, and as I'm turning my head to apologize, he turns 90 degrees to his right and faces away from me again. The whole time, I'm getting gassed, and I just feel in my gut something isn't right here. I felt like if I stopped running, whatever he was was going to eat me or some shit. Something bad. Just kept running, didn't stop, get away from this guy. I couldn't get over that experience, still can't. He never responded to the light, nor to my two apologies for shining him in the first place. What the fuck? That's weird. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Turned on a black light at night while camping. Scorpions. Scorpions <gasps> everywhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. See, that's another place you just shouldn't go. No. Don't no. go to the desert. No. There's no need. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tucson, Arizona, husband and I were walking our dog around the block. All of a sudden, we all three stop. The hair is standing up on our necks. Standing at the corner is a huge black humanoid shape, shadow. My quiet dog, who doesn't even bark, started the most vicious growling I've ever heard. The shadow thing looked at us for a minute, then ambled off down the road. We walked back to our house post-haste, didn't want to run and maybe provoke something. It was the scariest thing I've ever experienced. When I say it ambled, it's because it didn't quite walk. It almost loped like it was so, so big. 
It was during the beginning of the pandemic, so my theory is something that lives in the quiet desert came into town while the town was quiet. Another experience in same place, I saw these shadows that kind of looked like big black garbage bags that had like legs inside them. What? Almost like a Fresno Nightwalker, but all the limbs were contained inside these bag forms. So it was so disconcerting to see the limbs stretch into the bag as they walked. Huh. It, I went back inside and just locked the door. <laughs> I didn't Ooh. understand that description. Well, you know what they're talking about, the Fresno Nightwalker. Yeah. Okay, it sounds like they had like a, like a dress on, if you will. Like that covered their legs instead of being able to see their oh, legs. So okay. when they they could see them walking. Okay, but it's not like they had pants. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Used to be a wildlife biologist for the USFS. I have come across most things that live in the desert, but I haven't been intimidated by most until the day I was out doing invasive grass surveys, and a swarm of killer bees moving the hive flew past my partner and me. It looked like a dark cloud floating above the ground and sounded like a prop jet. Hands down the most scared I have been in nature. My body flushed with heat and I was completely frozen. When bees move, they all surround the queen in flight. If they had picked up on us as a threat, they could have finished us both off easily, allergic or not. Hmm. That's scary. Yeah, that is. I don't like bees anyway. That, yeah, that would be horrible. It'd be attacked oh. by, a, like, a swarm. Yeah, that would be... That'd be horrible. Yes, it would. I live on the edge of the Mojave Desert. It's got... It gets to 115 plus degrees in the summer, so I like to go on long walks by moonlight in the early hours of the morning out in the desert. I was at least six miles outside of town when this happened. I know, it's not the smartest, but I kind of like being alone out there. It kind of makes me feel a little more alive in a primal way. It's difficult to describe the feeling. Anyway, a few weeks later, I was out there doing my thing when I hear a screeching noise, like an inhuman, high-pitched, whining scream that slowly increased in pitch and volume. The source was within 10 to 15 yards. I fumbled around to turn on my phone's flashlight just in time to see something's leg disappear into the brush. Mm -hmm. It was like the scene in Signs in the cornfield yeah. when Mel Gibson's character shines his light around just in time to see the alien's foot disappear into the corn. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I assume it was a tweaker because I can't think of any <laughs> animals in the area that sound like that. If it was a human, though, they would have had to be scrambling on all fours to be able to disappear into the sagebrush like that. Needless to say, I didn't stick around to find out exactly what it was. Oh my gosh, that's creepy. I always thought Signs, I thought that movie was creepy was great. as fuck. It was. They did a really good job. Yeah. Because it, was, it wasn't in your face. Exactly, ever. exactly. That's what made it so yeah. creepy. I know. And through the whole thing, you're like, what is up with the fucking water? Yes. What is up with the yes. fucking water? I know, it's great. Oh, it was good. <laughs> okay. Taking her dogs out at night and hearing an animal yelp, followed by the laughing of dozens of coyotes immediately <gasps> afterwards in the pitch black. Oh, no. The Salton Sea is a trip. I was looking on an old map and saw a huge body of water in Southern California. Weird that I had been living there for a few years and never heard of it, so I drove out there. 
Apparently, there used to be resorts in the area at one time. It was eerie seeing all the abandoned buildings and such, but everything was cool until I went to the edge of the lake. The sand was crunchy. I looked down and there was not sand, but millions of dead fish bones, maybe Mm. even billions. The entire shore was nothing but bones from dead fish. I looked out at the water, no waves, and realized why it was like that. Algae blooms. Apparently, the farm runoff goes into the Salton Sea and provides nutrients for algae to grow, and they take up all the oxygen in the water and eliminate most of the fish. (laughs) Something did move out in the water at one point, but the ripples were muted quickly. Weird. I left the area in a weird mental state. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Yeah. The weirdest thing I've ever seen was when family friends from the Midwest visited us and wanted to see a real ghost town. None of that commercialized shit. <laughs> so after some research on my mom's end, we take them to this ghost town that look, that took a four-hour drive in a tiny rental car up the side of a mountain with a sheer drop to get to. <laughs> after an eternity, we get to this ghost town. It's on the top of this mountain, and it was tiny. It lived up to its name and looked real run down. It's so small that we basically can see the whole thing from the car, so we loop around and stop in front of this rundown house to decide if we will get out or just leave. Before we can really discuss it, this man, in pants that were rolled down at the waist and rolled up in the pant legs so much it looked like a diaper, (laughs) runs out of the house flailing his arms and yelling. He asks us what we're doing here, and we say we're looking for the ghost town. He perks up and says that it's $5 for admission and then turns to me and my friend, both 12 at the time, and said, kids get in for free, with a menacing expression. He says us gals can go for a swim in his cement pond and starts rambling about how great the pool is, especially on a hot day. We seem to be... We seem to all be in agreement that we would not like to go on the tour (laughs) or to swim in the pool, so we leave. We drive forward to see that the pool was actually a really small pond that was completely green on top. Oh, my God. Weirdo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of rotten human limbs, no trail leading to it, so must have been there for four four or more months. It was the 90s, I was 12, and it was deep in Mexico on a two-day trip into the Gulf of California. Four hours from any plumbing or electric on a camping trip. Ooh. What? Found a human, it sounds like. Yeah. Couple of rotten human limbs. Yeesh. Ugh. I used to live out in the Mojave, and my dad wanted to show us the dry lake beds out there because we had never actually been on one before. So he drove out onto one, and it's about as exciting as you would imagine. Dry, cracked dirt. Well, we kept driving, and right before we were about to get on the road again, we came across something. At first, we couldn't tell what the hell it was, so we got out and went to look at it. It was a baby stroller, completely decorated, head-to-toe with ribbons, beads, pinwheels, flowers, gems, etc. Totally decked out, like imagine a Mardi Gras float, but as a baby stroller. Not sure if it was the stroller of a baby that had passed that was decorated in memoriam or if it was an art piece or maybe a homeless person's way of carrying around their belongings that they decorated. But it was just there all alone, drifting in the wind. I don't know why that's so creepy, but it's it is. so creepy. It is creepy. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
I used to live near a little town by Red Rocks, Nevada. I was walking to town at 930, and I noticed a tall figure around six foot, about 50 feet away, give or take. They were... Hold on. That didn't make sense. Well, they say they noticed a tall figure, and then, the, then it says they were in all black. Oh. Does that make sense to you? No. I mean, it's either one figure or multiple. Yeah. Oh, well. They were in all black and carrying something black and shiny in one arm and a shovel in the other. I called my ma and she said that it was okay if I slept at my friend's place for the night. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. They they saw a, sh- a figure and they were carrying. That makes sense. Okay. It's creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. I was in the desert in southern Colorado staying at the Great Sand Dunes National Park. There's a full view of the dunes from the campsites. It was really spectacular. I left my tent to go to the bathroom around maybe 10 p.m. and it was summer, so it hadn't been dark for very long. When I looked out towards the dunes, I saw what I can only describe as what looked like a circle of light an old non-LED flashlight makes if you were to hold it up to a wall, except it was huge and purple and more dim, as if the source of the light was very far away. I watched this giant circle of light cross horizontally over the dunes in a wavy motion, and then it disappeared. I know that sounds bizarre. I've seen a lot of weird things in my life, but this I have no explanation for. It wasn't an orb. It was seemingly flat against the dunes, and if it was being projected from a light source, I couldn't see where it came from or how that would be possible, seeing as it covered about a quarter of the dune. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you will not believe me, but I am 100% telling the truth. I was on a stretch of Lone Highway somewhere in between Death Valley, California and Las Vegas, Nevada. No cars or anything really for about 50 miles both ways. And at about 2 a.m., we saw in our headlights what looked like what looked to be a hairless, inbred, mangy, scary dog-looking thing that wasn't a dog crossing the road. My entire family and I are almost certain it was the Chupacabra. Ooh, creepy. (laughs) Around 2010, I was living in the middle of nowhere in the northern outback of Australia in a town called Halls Creek. It was about halfway between Broome and Darwin um, and consisted mainly of a hotel for people traveling between Darwin and Broome. I was living there and working at this hotel with a few other random backpackers and vagabonds, and on our days off, we would go on little adventures. A drive out to a swimming hole, a hike in the desert, a campfire on a hilltop, fun stuff. One time, there were a few of us driving out on some lonely desert road, and we came upon a large pile of dead cows. There were about a dozen of them, just 20 meters or so off the side of the roadway, dead and bloated. No sign of how they got there or why. That's creepy. That's, yeah. Ugh. I hope it wasn't just like a them being abandoned and yeah just like starved or something that's terrible okay this is just a continuation basically of my stories from last week so just freaky shit okay used to live with a friend and he was a marine one day while he was out doing his marine shit for two weeks i had the house to myself and was playing skyrim and i felt small hand starting to grip mine that same night i had the sleep paralysis episode 
And when I opened my eyes, I saw a little girl on top of my chest shaking her hair in my face before she vanished. <laughs> a month later, I had moved out and was visiting my brother in Fort Hood. And my friends were playing with a Ouija board and they told me a bunch of weird things happened. After all that, his brother goes into the room that was mine and I had left my old bed there since I got a new one and he saw a little girl sleeping in it. From what my friend told me, his brother closed the door and asked his mom who the little girl was. She was confused and they went back to check it out. The room was empty. Mm. Creepy. Next one, my grandparents were in a nursing home and I was living at their house fixing it up to sell. My grandmother died and that night I woke up at 3 a.m. to her standing at the foot of my bed in a white robe telling me that she loved me and thanking me for taking care of her home. After that, I had demonic encounters inside that home. <laughs> That's creepy. Why? Currently, there's some creepy shit happening to me. A couple of days ago, my TV made a sound like it just turned on, but it didn't, and the on-off light was bright red. Then I looked outside my window for a brief moment and thought I saw a shadow disappear. Tonight at 3 a.m., about 30 minutes ago, my TV randomly turned on. We're talking literally 3 a.m. on the dot. No remotes near my bed. I'll often wake up with random scratches on my body, which are not from my cat since I sleep with the door closed and she's not in my bedroom. And I can't scratch myself due to being an excessive nail biter. Short story, I pulled an all-nighter like two weeks ago. I genuinely laid in my bed the whole night reading and watching TV. Then suddenly, at like 7 in the morning, I get a stinging sensation in my left leg. I look down, and there's a long, fresh scratch on my ankle. Not gushing blood or anything, just a small, fresh scratch. No freaking clue how it happened, since I was just laying in my bed. Hmm, that's creepy. I was sleeping on a friend's couch when living in uh, someplace... There, the houses often have tile that will go up the walls a few feet. I saw a shadow on the wall after my friend went to sleep and thought maybe his roommate had come home and was in the kitchen. I'm a curious little one, so I got up to walk into the kitchen to say something and no one was there. But I could smell a dirty human. Friends had laundry drying in front of the hole, in front of a hole under the stairs. I could see a knee poking out from behind the drying clothing. I turned and ran to my friend's room, banging on his door, yelling about someone being in the house. In Cambodia, it's very, very common for break-ins. Most of my friends had things stolen from them while sleeping in their own homes or while, or while walking on the streets. The worst was smelling him before seeing him and then knowing that someone could so easily walk into a home without anyone knowing. If I hadn't been on the couch or if I hadn't already been as or if I had already been asleep, things might have ended differently. Hmm. So it's actually a freaking person. Ugh. There's a local myth about a longhorn skull wearing dev wearing devil who kills and cannibalizes people on our bike paths. It was midnight and I was playing Overwatch when I got a hurting feeling that I was being watched. A what feeling? Hurting. Like H-U-R-T-I-N-G? Okay. It hurt. All right. I had been re reading creepy pastas all day, so I was convinced it was artificial. I decided an hour after an hour of it to close my blinds, and I noticed a person with a long horned skull looking through my window 
out by the bike path. I shut those immediately, sat in my bed for the rest of the night without sleeping. It was scary as the people in my town do go missing at night. People say it's human trafficking, but we all know it's the local devil. That would be so creepy. Yeah. See that outside your window? Hell no. Especially if you live by a bike path and that's where they say that. Yeah. If you don't know about the Ever Dream This Man website that was circulating a few years back, it was a website with an image of a balding man explaining how millions of people see them in their dreams every night. This is important later. When I was 12, I used to sleep with my bedroom door open. I also have a bad habit of consistently, constantly waking up in the middle of the night due to insomnia. My bed always up against the wall, so I'd rather, so I'd either sleep facing the wall or looking out at the rest of my room. One night, I wake up as usual facing the wall. I turn around to shift sleeping positions, and there's a face just floating in the doorway staring at me with a slight grin. I nope the fuck out and immediately turn back around, terrified beyond belief, too scared to do anything except close my eyes and hope I can fall asleep again, which I do relatively quickly. What? No. See, that's what I don't get. So many of these stories, they see weird shit. It's like, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep. They have to convince themselves that it wasn't real or something. Like you have, there's no way that you could be like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm going to turn over. You know, <laughs> oh, like, I don't understand. I, I don't either. Anyway, <laughs> now on to that man from earlier. I didn't know it at the time, but that man on the website looked remarkably similar to the brief glimpse I got in my bedroom doorway. If it hadn't been, if that wasn't freaky enough, a few months after visiting that site, a bit after that terrifying event, my dad calls my brother and I into the living room. He wants to know who printed out this image and shows it to us. It was the poster from the website. I distinctly remember I never hit print when I visited it, so no one had any idea where the fuck it came from. All I remember is being scared shitless because I still had that disembodied face fresh in my mind, and I was convinced it was linked to that site somehow. After that, I've always slept with my door closed. The website later turned out to be a hoax, but the memory still lingers with me. Hmm. That's creepy. That is creepy. Next one. A late night around 11 or so, I was in my bed watching some TV. I usually go to sleep around 10. As I start to fade into sleep, I heard faint footsteps from the kitchen. My kitchen isn't so far, isn't far away from my bedroom. My eyes open wide after that. I peeked to see the kitchen, and when I looked, I saw the fridge wide open. I remember the fridge being closed before I went to, before I went to bed. So then I went to close it and came back. I still get the chills thinking about it. Hmm. Next one, we moved into a new place built around 1930, and sometime in the 70s, it had a fire. My three-year-old at the time started running around the house and playing hide-and-seek with himself. Kids weren't allowed in our room, but our room was on the first floor, and the closet was actually the underside of the stairs. He kept running in there and shouting, Found you! Hide better! We didn't think much of it. New house. Kids have imaginary friends. Until that night when we asked if Sam could sl- could sleep in his room. He said she was lonely, but they're friends now, so she could sleep with him. She didn't want to sleep in the closet anymore. Yeah. No one else ever saw her, and weird things rarely happen. We moved a year later, and except for that day after we moved, he asked if she could come too. He'd never spoken of her again. I got chills. 
I had a roommate who was always a complete asshole. Never was polite or kind to anyone. One night after I helped his drunk ass to bed, he turned to me and said, I really appreciate you, and I know you don't like seeing, seeing me like this. You've been a good roommate and friend. Thank you. I found him dead the next morning due to an undiagnosed heart condition that alcohol had amplified. Not creepy or freaky in the normal sense, but I will never forget how serious and genuine he was in his last words spoken ever. It was the first time I had ever heard him compliment anyone. Ew, I wonder if he knew. I don't know. It sounds like he did. Creepy. As a college student, I worked security on my college campus. Plenty of strange stuff. Walking through a chapel at 3 a.m. when someone decides they should start playing Phantom of the Opera on the large pipe organ. High school cheerleaders seizing in the shower. Suicide attempt and a few burglars. The creepiest, we also had responsibility for a church adjacent to campus. Not a huge church and probably about 40 years old, if I were to guess. Doing my rounds, first walking to the exterior and then walking through the interior at about 3.30 a.m. I hear a toilet flush and footsteps go down the hall, except there's no one in either the bathroom or the hall. In fact, I am standing in the hall and can see the bathroom, called other staff over, and we did a complete search, including the boiler room that could have been from a horror movie. No one there and no signs of entry. A year or so later, a co-worker claims to have been walking past the church and saw a lady staring him down partway between Uh, behind a curtain looked like she was from the 1950s or 1960s with cat glasses so yes i think it's haunted Mm, sounds like it yeah it does someone attempted to kidnap me in a park thankfully i was 13 and a little smarter then he came up to me and grabbed my wrist and kept screaming you're coming with me i don't think his grip was too hard because i was able to rip away and run super fast away Gave a statement to the police, and he was arrested. That's scary. That is so scary. Next one. Three times in my life, I have awoken to see the same golden grid projected on my wall. Twice in my youth, and once once more a few years ago. It resembles a projection of light that has passed through a yellow patterned glass. But that's not likely, because my first bedroom didn't have windows. The light didn't move, and when I placed my hand in it, The light did not project onto it. It fades after about a minute, and I go back to sleep. That's weird. Yeah. The fuck is that? That is super weird. I wonder if anyone else has seen it. Could be in his head. That's true. It could be. Hmm. Weird. One evening, for some reason, I thought about a person I had gone to college with but had not seen in more than 30 years. So I decided to Google, Google her name to see what... She had done with her life. I found her obituary. It had been posted earlier that day. If I had Googled her one day earlier, I would have never known that she died. Wow. That's creepy. Did you almost say Googled? I don't know. (laughs) I I don't Both times I I couldn't say Googled. Googled? Is that what I said? Googled? That's what it sounded like. (laughs) I probably did. Who knows? Okay, next one, I would sleepwalk as a child. Usually I'd wake up in the living room or I would freak myself out and wake up in the basement. On one occasion, I had wandered outside. I was seven or eight and woke up standing in the middle of my backyard on a super foggy morning right around sunrise. 
I quickly figured out which direction my house was and ran back to bed. I never told my parents about it because I figured they would be mad at me for going outside when I should have been asleep. That is so scary. It is. Especially waking up somewhere, but that you did not fall asleep in. Especially outside. Yes. Oh my God. No, that would be so scary. Next one. I had a dream. I was going to get into a car accident, woke up and the feeling that I was going to get in the car accident just kind of stayed with me. Later that morning, some idiot ran a a red and T-boned the car I was in. Listen to your gut, I guess. Jeez. Uh, next one. Mom died five months ago, and I moved across the state into her apartment to be closer to the family. I swear I heard her call my name one night. It felt so natural hearing her voice in her own apartment, but she'd been dead over a month. I'm sure it was just a nearly sleep, nearly asleep hallucination, but it was spooky. Sounds like a exploding head thing, kind of. Kind of. I was probably nine years old in about... 1995 at that time all the schools and parents were warning us of stranger danger it seemed like a lot of kids were getting kidnapped because they they were being tricked into helping the kidnappers find lost pets one day i was riding my bike alone on our street a fairly populated street lots of kids out playing and whatnot and a green two-door car pulled up with a woman driving and a guy in the passenger seat The guy calls out the window to me. Hey, kid, we lost our dog. Can you help us find her? I can still remember the feeling I felt. It was like sirens were going off, and I thought for a split second that this was it. I was going to be kidnapped. A rush of what felt like burning hot adrenaline shit through my body. I felt like I could hear everything ten times louder and see everything ten times better. I've never felt anything like that before. I hopped off my bike, pulled the front tire up so I could turn around faster and booked at home. I was shaking and tears were pouring down my face even though I wasn't crying. I got home and told my mom what happened. She called the police, but I'm not sure if the people were ever caught. Hmm. God, that adrenaline, man, that'll that'll get you. Next one, I was alone in my home with my stepdad. I went to the bathroom. When I sat down on the toilet, that's when I saw someone trying to open the door. I pushed it and said occupied, but whenever, whatever that was on the other side kept trying to open the door. I called my stepdad and heard him from the kitchen say, yeah. At that point, I was terrified. It suddenly stopped. I checked the whole house for anyone other than my stepdad, didn't find anybody. Um, I went to the other bathroom and then used it. Still don't know what the hell was at the other side of the door. That's... Freaky. Yeah, it's freaky. Next one. My cousin and I were probably targeted for a scam, but still don't know how or why. We were six years apart, but went to the same high school at different times. Small school, graduating classes, about 60. Years later, we were on a road trip together several states away and decided to stop at a huddle house for coffee. We walk in, and the guy at the next table turns around and smiles and said, you went to any town high school, right? When we say yes, he says he and his girlfriend, also at the table, smiling and not talking, went there too. We didn't recognize them, but smiled politely, commented it was a small world. He started to rapidly talk about different things from the school, just disjointed comments that were a bit odd. He talked like a salesman almost. 
At first, we smile and nod, but he had a weird, he had weird facts wrong. So we asked what year he graduated. He claimed not to remember. So we asked a follow-up question, and he gets cagey. Suddenly, the girlfriend goes, this isn't working, and they suddenly pay and leave food untouched. We since have determined they didn't go to our school and have tried to figure out how he knew what he did to no avail. That's weird. That is fucking weird. It's not working? Yeah. What were they trying to do? I don't know. And how did they know what school to say? What? I don't know. See, that's why you just don't talk to people you don't yeah, know. Yeah, just, just don't. <laughs> people are weird. Don't try to make friends. Yeah, just it's not worth it. Okay, next okay. one. <laughs> that is oh. our sage advice for the night. <laughs> Don't try to make friends. Friends are overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was about 10 and had a huge fear of someone being in my house to the point where I wouldn't go to the basement because it scared me. But I'm glad I had that fear because because one day during the summer, I was trying to go to sleep and had heard a noise from above me and freaked out. I then noticed over the coming days that my room was really hot, and I thought this was strange because we had just got new air vents put in. My dad was checking them out and went to get some sort of tool when I saw the scariest image possible. There was a skinny man looking at me and my dad from the vent in my ceiling. I froze and pretended not to notice him, and I went to get my dad... And me and my 10-year-old mind was instantly thinking, run with him out of the house. But I have two cats and we're scared to leave them. So I grabbed a paper towel and a pen and wrote in my chicken scratch handwriting, there's a man in my vent. But he couldn't read it (laughs) and asked what it meant. That's when we heard a thud. He looked at me. He looked at it again and must have put it together because he grabbed me and called the police when my mom got home. She got to see the man being dragged out of the house in cups. Oh, my gosh. Even though he was caught, I still had somewhat of a happy ending. The image of looking up to s- and seeing a face and being so petrified I couldn't move or scream still haunts me. Ugh. Oh, my God. That is horrible, especially if you were so young. You just wouldn't know what to do. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. When I was five, I was visiting my grandma in the city with my mom, dad, and sister. We were walking toward the city center, so it was pretty crowded. I remember letting go of my dad's hand and feeling him grab back hold of it a few moments later. I kept walking. I don't know how far. I hear my dad shouting from behind me and grabbing my other arm. I hear him say, sorry. I look up and realize I was holding hands with an old man I didn't know. (laughs) My dad assumed that I had accidentally grabbed onto this man's hand thinking it was my dad. I remember him pulling me away all embarrassed and I was just thinking, but the man grabbed my hand. So basically, I think some guy tried to snatch me out of a crowded area. I still don't don't understand why my dad thought I grabbed onto his hand. My parents were normally quite paranoid about strangers. He must have been distracted when talking to my grandma. That's freaky. Or he was just acting like that. Yeah. So the guy wouldn't think he was suspicious or something. Yeah. 
Uh, one night I had a dream that a co-worker killed me with an axe. And when I got to work the next day, she was telling a fellow co-worker that she had a dream that she killed me with a knife. Huh. Sort of an odd coincidence. She never did try to kill me, but it was a bit creepy. That is very creepy. That is very creepy. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, this is my last one. When I was 16, I had just gotten my license as well as my first after-school job. Since school ended about an hour before I had to be at work, I would sometimes park in the adjacent parking lot and take a nap. This was a shopping strip with a grocery store, restaurants, and a bank on a fairly busy uh, Friday afternoon. As I'm sitting there drifting off, I see a black Denali pull up behind me, blocking my car in the spot. A gentleman jumps out in a business suit and asks if I can help him. He looks nice enough, and I'm assuming he's looking for directions. He starts to explain to me that his wife and he were supposed to be signing for a loan at the bank behind us today so that they can purchase a boat, but she is stuck in a meeting and can't make it. He then asks if I wouldn't mind posing as her and signing the documents for her. I'm completely blown away, what? but super shy and feel the need to let him down easy. Stupid, I know. So I tell him I don't think they'll believe I am your wife. He then tells me it's fine. He has her license with him, which he shows me, and she has the same hair and eye color as me, so they won't know. At this point, I'm freaking out. I start to notice how disheveled he looks. He's sweating, and surprise, surprise, no wedding ring. I just want him away from my car, so I start telling him I can't help him, that he needs to go ask someone else. He says it's fine. It'll be quick. Just jump in my truck and I'll take you over there. What the fuck ever? Like I said, this bank was in the same shopping strip. There would be no need to drive to it. Even in my gullible teenage mind, I know the story is complete bullshit. I'm telling him no over and over while scanning the parking lot for anyone who might be noticing. But of course, no one has. He then starts getting irate, telling me that I'm perfect and the only one who can do it. How beautiful I am. Can he at least take me to dinner? And so on. Ugh. I start trying to close my window and he reaches through, grabs my shoulder and starts trying the door handle, which was luckily locked. I'm so frozen. I don't even really react. I can't go anywhere as he's blocking me in suddenly. And I'm not really sure why, but I just blurted out that I'm 16. And for some reason that freaks him out. He slowly backs away, gets into his truck, and leaves. I call the police afterwards, but they never follow up with me. But I just know he had found that license and had made up the story as a way to lure women into his truck, and it scared the hell out of me that he could have convinced someone before. Years later, I spotted him on the sex offender registry for assault. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. See, you just don't talk to anyone. Yeah, you can't just, trust anyone. It's not worth it. No, and again, if it is an actual nice guy, like just needing something from you, he's gonna understand that he kind of sounds creepy. <laughs> Holy shit! What is wrong with people? Yeah, just come sign some papers. Pretend you're just my get wife. Get in my car with me. Yeah, we'll drive what two the fuck ever two parking spaces over. <laughs> <laughs> Those are mine. I'm done. All right. <laughs> it's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. The funny tweets. <laughs> I'm sure everyone realizes that. 
I know I was looking for a beginning and I, I found funny tweets and I was like, oh shit, I better not do that. <laughs> Does anyone else's phone contain thousands of photos of their dog sleeping in exactly the same position? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I was thinking about that. I'm pretty sure I have more pictures of my dogs than my kids on my phone. Oh, yeah. I've got more pictures of But that's animals. because they st- they sit still. And you can take <laughs> pictures of them. And they, like, they come around you. Not like your kids. They don't come around you. <laughs> Me. Yes, you were in my belly. Three-year-old. Why? Mm-hmm. Tears in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Why did you eat me? <laughs> oh, my God. You broke your kid's heart. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Why did you eat me? <laughs> Man, I wonder what's going through that kid's head. Oh, my God. <laughs> going away on a business trip and my seven-year-old is very sad because there won't be anyone to reach the high things if you're wondering how important I am. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get stuff for me? <laughs> I caught my husband eating the last Reese's candy. First of all, that's our son's candy. Second of all, I was going to eat that. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> Rude. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Ten-year-old to his friend's dad. And what's your costume? Friend's dad. I'm dressed as a werewolf, but it's not a full moon, so I just look like a regular guy. <laughs> That's cheating. That's very cheating. <laughs> I don't secretly steal my kids' Halloween candy. I eat it right in front of them while maintaining eye contact. Total power move. <laughs> That's evil. <laughs> my daughter is making me vote today because she dislikes one of her friend's dad who is running for school board. <laughs> That's funny. Have you ever spent over an hour trying to put your five-year-old back to sleep at 3 a.m. and then when you think she's finally asleep and you make your way towards the door, managing to avoid all the floor creaks, you hear, I'm not sleeping. (laughs) Scarier than the scariest movie. (laughs) Okay, that's evil. (laughs) Five-year-old came running out of her playroom proclaiming she just saved the world, so you're welcome, everyone. Holy shit, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You need to unsharpen your legs. My (laughs) six-year-old lovingly curled up against my unshaven calf. (gasps) What did she say? You need to unsharpen your legs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Unsharpen your legs. When our eldest daughter was four, she asked me how come she doesn't remember when her dad and I got married. I said because she wasn't there. She cried because she thought we didn't invite her. I still (laughs) find it hilarious. That's so cute. (laughs) What's it like having four boys? My son just threw a waffle into the ceiling fan so he could see what would happen with all of his brothers cheering him on. Send help. Oh, God. Can imagine. Mm-mm. Me. You need long pants on. Eight-year-old in shorts. It's fine. <laughs> Me. It's 32 degrees. Eight-year-old. No, it's not. 
Me, fine, go outside. Eight-year-old, outside and trying not to shiver. It's warm. Well, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's great. My son just told me I smell like the front part of Macy's, so looks like my transition to old lady is almost complete. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I am retired in the sense that I was tired yesterday, and today I am tired again. <laughs> well, then fuck, I'm retired all the time. <laughs> Fashion right now is like, we designed the exact dress you want, but then we kept going, and we cut a big hole right where your back rolls are. Also, there's only one strap, so one boob will be higher than the other. Good luck. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Oh my god. Handing out candy to a get to a kid with a really attractive father. So do you have one Christmas or two? Oh <laughs> that's a pretty good question. That's one way to find out. <laughs> and my last one. More movies should go the grease route and have an ending that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> but we go together. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. What are you talking about? I do sit there and wonder, what the hell was that? Uh, Yeah. You know what I read once? What? I read that Greece was actually, so when, at the very beginning, when they're at the beach or whatever. Yeah. And in the song, you know, she talks about she almost drowned or whatever. Yeah. Well, they both died. Yeah. And it was all a dream. I heard. It was all like the afterlife or whatever. I heard that they died um, when they were racing. Oh. And then like the very end when they're at the carnival and they go up in the car, they died then. Hmm. But yeah, it's totally a thing that conspiracy that, Yeah. Well, like, it makes you wonder, though, what were they thinking yeah. when they made it? Yeah, like, why did they get in a car and drive up into the clouds? Yeah. That's very strange. Very weird. Maybe need to look that up. That is definitely weird. Yeah. It's like, I love that movie, but then you get to the very end, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. it do- It. does. You're right. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's very strange. That's like... Never thought about that before. Yeah, it's just a really. I mean, I've always heard that, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. But then I, I think I forgot that they drove up, yeah, into the sky, and like, yeah, it's like you're all into the movie, and it gets to that part, and you're like, what, <laughs> what, what just happened? After what? high school, you go to heaven? Yeah, I no, that is not true. Because <laughs> then you have to be an adult. That's Ooh, not that might be why Riza says she's not pregnant. Because she did. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Man, I love that movie. Yeah. Maybe we should look up conspiracy theories for next week. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening <laughs> to our rambling at the end there. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. And that's what that's what we don't record usually. Yeah. Anyway, um, look us up on Facebook and TikTok if you Woo-hoo, want. TikTok. You can follow us. We don't do anything on there. Yeah, we don't. I mean, you can look us up on anything, and we're there, but we don't do nothing. <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, I'm going to try and see if I can share the videos that I like, because there's some creepy videos on there, so I'll see if I can figure that out. But um, 
Look us up on Facebook. You can uh, ask to join the group. Sorry if you asked and it took me a few days to realize, but I finally approved those. So I asked to join the group. We still need your emails. Write us, uh, goalsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.